This is Adj McGinty and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate. Enjoy. And he's going to score Bristol's third oh, try. What a well, try. great oh, play fantastic. by Augustine Pichon. <laughs> and Bristol have made a bit of history winning the European Challenge Cup for the first time ever. And Bristol have won. They won the local derby. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're two and a half season card holders, Ashton Gate, who love the club, the game, and all things Bears. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Miles and Lee, and we are back in the Bristol Beer Factory tap room. We haven't been here for a while, boys. We had a bit of a Christmas break, obviously, and then our couple of midweek pods. We were down uh, the pod pad with the Christmas tree, but we've uh, we've had to come back here. And boys, we've uh, we've been very kindly been given uh, a little beer by the lads here to to drink. Uh, Miles, what are you drinking? Uh, this is the second pint of the same beer. It's absolutely Oof, amazing. It's halfway through now. Oh, I do a second yeah. one, and it's called This Side of Paradise. Describes wow. itself as a smoked porter. Absolutely amazing. Just the right touch of smokiness and a winter porter. It is well Love balanced, it. Love isn't it? it? Yeah, I mean, we're, to be fair, we, we've all got a point of that. Yeah, we, we have. Yeah. Um, it was recommended to us. And yeah, Miles, you, you said it. It's, uh, it. it's a really nice brew. This side of paradise. Uh, I, I thought that's what the Duchess usually says when she wakes up every morning, isn't it? <laughs> what, when she's in the hotel room? Yeah, yeah. When she's away on a on business. Yeah, quite. And, uh, but, but Lee, you did also have another point, didn't you? Yeah, Someone I, else? I got in a little bit earlier because obviously, you know, yeah. I, I like to prepare for these yep. things. So um, I, I've, I've gone for my tried and tested espresso martini stout, which is absolutely super. I love it. Love it. Well, we, we love uh, the Bristol Beer Factory. We love drinking their beer, but we also love... Um, talking doing the, the pod and we talking do. about the bears and, and thankfully it's not raining today so <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and the guy's not in the kitchen so there's no bagging around so it's just us so hopefully uh, we'll get through this okay but before we start our normal stuff boys um, I want to there's one thing I want to say to the listeners straight away and I'm sure a lot of them are aware that we've been nominated uh, well, I say I'd say a short list but there's like 10 podcasts yeah. uh, in the sports Podcast Awards 2024 in the Best Rugby Pod category. Um, this is something that's got a, a mix of pods in. I mean, there's some independent pods like us, but there's some big heavy hitters. Um, and this is actually something that one of our friend pods, the the Harlequins podcast, who we've, we've got a good relationship with, they actually won this two years ago, boys. Yeah. They won it. So at the moment, after the shortlist, it goes to a public vote. Um, and there is a, a kind of link to a, mm-hmm. a website and you have to sign up. You can opt out of their newsletter immediately. You just have to say a couple of things like how many podcasts you listen to a week. Um, really easy. And we were just, I was just thinking, boys, if every single listener, if they haven't done already, and we do know that a lot of our listeners yeah, have yeah, already done it. Because we've, we we've been pushing it around the socials. But it struck me that if at the beginning of this podcast we say, <laughs> if we could ask for every single listener to to submit a vote for us, uh, we'd have a, a decent number and we'd really, really appreciate it. And let's be honest, boys, Bristol doesn't look like they're getting any silverware this season and maybe not next. So we do need to, this may be the only chance of silverware. For and also, Bristol. I mean, uh, I, I think all our listeners would agree if there's if there's one one podcast we could, you know, beat, it would be Quinn. The Quinn's. Because the could, year they won it, yeah, they, they won everything. Any, they won yeah. everything, didn't no, it they? was, you're right. They won that podcast award that when they won the... 
they, they, they were riding on the crest exactly. of a wave. Fans were cock a hoop. So let's, as, as you're right, let's get some. Well, we don't know if we're going to get some silver. It could be just brass, wood, yeah. anything, couldn't we? But let's bring it home. Yeah, vote for us, please. Yeah. yeah. So what what we'll do is I will put a link in the program notes um, that should come up in whatever podcast platform. You know, the bit where we say about what the pod's about. Um, so there should be a direct link in there. But if for whatever reason that don't work. Just Google or just search. Other browsers are available. Just search for Sports Podcast Awards 2024 and then just find the rugby category and you click onto it and, and do the do the business. It's a proper David against a few Goliaths. Yeah. So we need a few people with slingshots out there, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough. Plugging. That's enough <laughs> plugging. Yeah. And uh, shameful plugging by us. But hey, why not? Um, well, we want to win it, don't well, we? we? At the end of the day, well, we'd love to win we, it. There's no... Yeah. No, we've been nominated for it. We're in it, and yeah. and what's the point in, in exactly. being in it if you don't want to win it? Yeah. So, and, exactly. and for for any new listeners out there, I mean, we've been doing this four and a bit years. This is our fifth year. Yeah. It's a big shift. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and to be fair, after the first couple of years, which went really well, yeah. we've had to really battle on, haven't yeah, we? You know, we've had, we we've had dark occasions. You yeah, know, we where, we, uh, we don't. We have, you know, you're right. We're, we're passionate fans. We chat about the game. We haven't. We haven't had a lot free over the sort of past four years, have we? And we're like, yeah. you know. We're slowly getting there with a free beer here and there from our good friends at the beer factory, but something else would be quite nice, yeah, wouldn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Brilliant. A nice well, bit of silverware. I love yeah. it. Okay, well, um, obviously we've got a game to talk about. It was the Champions Cup pool game against the Vodacom Bulls from uh, uh, from South Africa. Um, last week, we heard a little bit about them from our friend uh, AP, yeah. um, and we found out they're from Pretoria uh, and, you know, had a very big history um he thought that they might send a, a half decent side now actually they did the four <laughs> players they didn't send were the four world cup players and, yeah. and after the game there jake white the coach explained that you know he has to balance they giving them time after the world cup um but i did actually contact ap before the game and said you know what's this team look like and he said it's a pretty good team there's oh, some pretty good players yeah, in there and we may not be household names to us but mm. Um, so I, I think I don't know about you boys. We, we, uh, I went down to the game thinking this could be, uh, you know, this is definitely not a cast iron <laughs> um, right, win mate. under the belt, and as 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 it turned out to be. So before we talk about it, um, what we'll do is we'll hear from a couple of fans. But unfortunately, I not I didn't get round to doing a short, sharp summary p- tweet this week, boys. But actually, in in the place of it, we did actually speak to a couple of Bulls fans after the game. Brilliant lads. Um, Brilliant lads. One of them was a dual season, a dual fan. He's got a Bears season ticket holder, South African living in, well, he lives in Yatton of all places. He doesn't even right, live in Bristol. Okay, okay. And then we, and then it was just a couple of random guys that just gave us a bit of a, a short, short, sharp summary themselves. And then it involved a little bit of Afrikaners at yeah, the end. Nice, nice. So, which we think we know what it meant and, and we think it was polite, but anyway. If so, it's not, though, we should, yeah, we should <laughs> put a disclaimer yeah, in right yeah, now. Yeah, now. If, the, if, if there's any swear words yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So before we start talking about the game, let's hear what, uh, what they had to say. This is Steve from Nelsbreit, now living in Maidenhead. What a great game. Uh, go the Blue Bulls. Big uh, shout out to the uh, Bristol Bears fans. Absolutely top bunch of people. What a lucky day. Cheers. So I'm here with a Bulls fan, Andrew Harris. Big follower of the pod. 
He's also a Bristol Bears season ticket holder. Um, but uh, we're going to find out a little bit about him. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm uh, Andrew Harris uh, from Pretoria originally. Uh, the accent doesn't quite sound like it anymore. Uh, served eight years in the British military. Uh, now a, uh, a proud uh, Bristol Bears fan, but also a natural Paul Bulls fan, as being my home team. Uh, yeah, so lovely to be here at Aston Gate, as always. Uh, I'm here every, every other week whenever we can play. Always lovely. So, obviously today, because I can see you're wearing uh, a massive kind of headpiece that's got a couple of <laughs> horns on it, you've got, a mat, you've got your Bulls shirt on, you've got a Bulls flag on, clearly it, you've put aside your Bristol Bears season ticket today. Um, obviously a good win for the Bulls, but, I mean, what's your comments on the game? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think a big part of it was uh, our forward pack, you know, from, from the... The first scrum, we uh, made ourselves dominant. We uh, we got into the guys, won ourselves a penalty, and moved forward. If we can keep doing that throughout the game, you know, it's usually a good a good winner for a game. I believe is a good scrum. Uh, Backline wise, you know, we got a uh, former Springbok flyer, Jan Grusen, who's always you know he's an unbelievably versatile player. He can do what he needs to do. You know, we got a strong scrum off and, and a good centre pairing. Our back three, yeah, it wasn't the back three that we were hoping for with uh, Kirtley, uh, Kana Moody and uh, uh, Billy LaRue. But you know what? We still got a good, strong back three and the guys really performed with Sergal Peterson scoring a try. Um, yeah, no, really happy with the guys. They, uh, you know, performed. Coming down to a lower altitude, they probably had a lot less, uh, a lot more oxygen. So uh, for them, it was a lot easier for them to breathe. The, the fitness really proved it towards the 60-minute uh, mark. It was a, a, a tight game. But then uh, the guys, the Bulls guys, really sort of started firing, and the fitness really came into play, and the guys did what they needed to do to, to score a bonus point win. Okay, boys. Well, very, very passionate. Yeah, very passionate, the first one. Um, and yeah, but very complimentary as well about Bristol uh, and on our fans and, and Andrew, who is the uh, who, who did the the second one, obviously you know knows a lot about the game. Yeah, um, yeah very interesting summary um, and and good to sort of hear that he's also got a, an affection for the Bears as well. But unfortunately, um, he dropped that affection on the weekend. Yeah, he was, well, I mean. I, we, we might put a photo out because he, he, he was clearly pinning his uh, colours to the mast yeah, for the Bulls because yeah. he had he had a Bulls hat on, he had a Bulls shirt on and he had a Bulls flag tied around and he had yeah. a massive beard. Um, he was a proper bull. He was a proper bull. Proper proper bull. You couldn't miss him. But anyway, boys, well, look, let's, let's, let's have a look at the game or let's have a think about it. And of course, me and you, Miles, were at the game um, and, and saw it live. And then, Lee, you, you watched it on telly. Um, so it's kind of interesting sometimes to, to have different perspectives, mm. you know, of, of the game. I probably have what I watched the first half back, so I haven't seen the whole game back. So I'm kind of going on a little bit of my memory, but you probably got a better one. So Miles, first of all, I mean, you know, it was a, it, it was a, ultimately it was actually quite a disappointing defeat. It was the biggest win the Bulls have ever had in the Champions Cup, albeit they haven't been in it that often. No. But that's not a great <laughs> stat to be on the end of. Um, and, you know, ultimately, we shipped a lot of points, particularly in that second half, coming on the back of a of a positive display last weekend against Sale. 
So bearing all that into mind, I mean, what's your general thoughts on, on that game? Yeah, uh, disappointed. I mean, you're right. We uh, there was a team sheet from the balls. We had no idea what players they were going to bring. Um, you know, but I think initially we put out a team. The front row, I think we were a little bit questioning, weren't we? A very youthful front row. Um, we know that the, the, the South Africans inevitably being a big pack. We'll go on to talk about that. Um, yeah, disappointed. I think the manner of the defeat. Um, getting no points at home, 17 to us, 31 to the Bulls. You could say, arguably, four fantastically worked tries from the Bulls. Um, you know, uh, and a good try at the beginning from Williams to Marmion. And late, late on, some tries to try and get a point at the end. But that, that nothing came of that. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, dis- on, on paper it it, on, it wasn't good. Was on it? paper it doesn't look good, does it? A thirty-one seventeen defeat at home, but you know we were there. Uh, they sent a, a very powerful side, very strong, very fast, um, and I, I think at, at no point really did I think we were going to overturn that side. I mean, you say that, and that's I, I kind of agree with you, but I mean it was only ten seven at half time, and and we'd had quite a lot of possession in that first half, I think, and and actually visited their twenty two quite a lot but obviously came away you know, did, with not came a lot, away with not a lot and they did have one try disallowed that you know, <laughs> on another day I just could have been the other way so yeah, yeah. was it what do you think that first half league did what did you feel watching it on telly because I felt quite confident in that first half a little bit and I thought at half time we might have a chance to, to go up a gear what do you think well I mean watching the game on TV what was blatantly obvious is is when we did get into the red zone we coughed the ball up again way yeah. too many times and, and you just cannot as Miles said that was a, a good ball side not the best ball side but a good ball side and you can't afford to make those mistakes we coughed the ball up and also I, I just felt like our kicks to touch were too short they didn't go right into the corner they mm. should have done you know and then you know you're rolling more then it's got at least a chance to to go over and I have to admit I'd, i I'd I hate agreeing with Miles, but I have to. It was one of those games, even though it was only 10-7 at half time, it was a game that I never, ever felt we were going to win. It just didn't feel winnable to me, yeah. the way we were playing. And it also, it, it almost, to, to me, it looked like they could step up a level or two if they needed to. Yeah. And that's yeah. obviously what they ended what up doing. Yeah. I mean, you say, yeah, it's interesting, because one of the things I do remember from that first half is we, we were piling on their line and we got really close and we yeah it, for all intents and purposes looked like we were going to score eventually mm. and then Marmion was about to pass the ball and it got kind of knocked out of his hand and did, yeah. we thought oh, you know it was a South African doing it now on the and you know I was thinking oh, that's a blatant offside and the refs missed it but actually when I looked at the replay it was a, it was a clip it was one of their boys counter-rucking into one of ours yeah. who went into Marmion as yeah. he's passing now to me that's just that's streetwise from the South African and naive from us is that we weren't giving our scrum half enough protection yeah. and the South African identified that and, and he basically, you know, got, got our player to knock it out of the hands. And I, and I just thought that that probably is what you're saying. It, we just didn't quite, just didn't have that physicality and they had the physicality, you know, to, to really make that possession well, count. Well, it kind of reminded me last week in the cell game, um, you know, obviously we ended up winning that game and we played mm. fantastic, but, 
one Randall was, you know, we were thinking he's got a bro- broken rib, maybe, or a broken back. Yeah. We didn't, and he didn't have that protection no. again. And it was, it was again, same scenario, wasn't it? I know. And, uh, you know, these things happen from time to time. But we go back to the things we're always talking about. If we, we actually want to win anything at the highest level, we just cannot afford little things like that to happen yeah. because they can be crucial. If we'd scored a try then... You know, we'd have been two tries, two yeah. tries to mm, one. Yeah, we might yeah. have got our peckers up, uh, and we might have managed to put a load of points on, and then held on in the second half. I mean, there's, you know, what ifs uh, really? But what was blatantly obvious, like to me, was that it was actual um, mistakes from our players yeah. this week. And I know a lot of times we blame the system and players are out of position or whatever, but it, it did feel like it was a lot of. Tiny errors, and the thing is, playing a team like this, I mean, Jesus Christ, they had some really good backs, didn't they? They had some and units, you, yeah. And you just think you cannot make those silly mistakes against teams. I like think, that. and I think we've got to be honest. Yeah. I'll come to you, Miles. I just right. got to be honest. They were they were a good side, yeah. you know. They, yeah. yes. but but that's the sort of side you're going to meet in the Champions Cup. And it looks like it's kind of we're not even going to get much further than. I mean, we shouldn't have been in it anyway, to be mm. honest. But. You know. So yeah. So what do you think, Miles? What are you I, I, mean, I mean, I don't think. Did, did we expect them to be that fast and that strong and that fit? I think there's been a lot of sort of chat, hasn't there, on the social media about them being, you know, are they they're going to come from a nice sort of toasty thirty degree heat, aren't they, in South Africa to three degrees? And then there was another bit of a joke saying, yeah, but they've been training at altitude. They arrive at sea level at BS three, well, yeah, and they were so they quick, fit. so it, fast, so fit. And it was quite apparent that we didn't look that. Yeah. We, you know, uh, well, that, that's maybe a bit unfair, Bristol. We are a fit team, but I do not think Pat really was expecting the speed of their backs. Uh, and they were just phenomenal. They, they were running down the above. pitch, running. They Absolutely. Were it felt levels. like that. It, it, it yeah. felt like that. Yeah. I mean, their fullback and their winger, their fullbacks only just started playing for them and you know, the match. He was so but he, quick. He was just, yeah. he was, but he was subtle. I, I know they, on comms, when I did watch it back, their first try, he did this beautiful little drift out, which brought in Ma- Malins was duped. Yeah, he was. He was. And, it, and 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 then created a two on one when there was a two on two, and it was just so clever. He just drift. He's just like the outside drift, and Malins like made a bad decision. And like you've yeah. got to say to Malins, this is an international player. Mm. He should have. You've always got to trust your inside defender. Yeah, which was Gabs, and Gabs is a good defender. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a pretty. Basic error from, but that basic error from um, from Max, and then, but then that winger, I mean, you know, he, he still had, you know, twenty yards to go, didn't he? And he, he there was no stopping <laughs> that boy. Gone, powered. But the the one thing we've always said uh, was that the the one thing I think we're lacking in our squad is a couple of real dirty, yeah. gnarled saffers, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I just thought it was just looking at them. I just thought that's. But, we we are just missing one or two, yeah. just real dirty, and, and even just their names. Oh, like they're I t- know. Two locks, good. Like they yeah. have names that just sounded filthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just know. like that's what we've always said. Just get a yeah. couple of South, South Africans yeah. in your side, the forwards, and it just it just is mental. It's psychological. It makes you think that they're that they're harder than they probably are. But those yeah. those guys were just they yeah. were rock. Were they? And, and it's like when we were chatting to to Andrew after, yeah. like off record, Pete, wasn't it? And and he was saying the same thing basically. It's like we've we've got some great players at Bristol Bears, no doubt about it. But we're almost like we've got flair players, mm. but we haven't got the grunt and the, the nastiness to back yeah. to back those flair players. Although, up. And although I think we should at this point 
put hold our hand up for Josh Caulfield again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, thought he did everything he could, yeah. you know, everything within his abilities to to do, to be that person. Um, and I think, you know, in the long term, him and Joe Batley do complement each other quite they well. Do. I mean, I, I think the grunt thing takes us off quite nicely to to sort of mention the scrum. And yeah, obviously, it's an to. area that none of us have any particular expertise on. But we have eyes. We have eyes. We saw what happened. the fact, we saw six scrum penalties in front of our eyes. I mean, there's been some chat on social media. Some people say the Reynal just got it in his head that we were the weaker side. Mm. And as soon as a ref gets it in your head, you're in trouble. And, and they sort of forget to do it on a case-by-case basis. Um, I mean, I think we've got to be honest. We had our third string props. You know, no disrespect to Graham Slaw and Kloska. But if you think Kenj and Sinkler are our first, yeah. Yeah. Jake and Max are our second yeah. string. You know, um, George and... Um, Sam Graham saw our third so we took a risk you know it was a big risk for them to go out and I mean you know and it didn't but work but who do you blame for that Pete? well come on is, well, the, well I, I blame the fact that it's unfortunate that we didn't have our two premier front yeah, row yeah, players I, I, so there was no choice and I, it was proven really that Max and Jake weren't really up to that level anyway so who else could we pick so Pat took a risk on putting the young ones out just to see and and, and as I joked Max and Jake were, were our bomb squad but yeah. they're not really they were more like the pod squad coming on weren't they With, well it was worrying yeah. though because you know, they came on at what 33 minutes apiece yeah. which we, we've, we've, but, we've used this tactic before yeah, haven't yeah. we that didn't work I mean it, it, it's two ways of looking at it you either put them on first and then they get Mullers, but going back to your question about who to blame, well, you're, what you're trying to is angle at is it's, it's selection at the but I think it's more than that. I think it just proves that you just have to recruit a filthy front five, um, and perhaps that is something as we have been lacking over. And we have talked about this, and lots of people talk about it that it's something that we haven't really addressed. We have talked about and about. Getting spending our money on the right places. Now we we talked about this after the game. Is that you know it made us think of John Afoa, didn't it? We, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have allowed that to happen, no. No. even at the age of whatever he was, fifty eight. Yeah. He was still doing it. Yeah. So two points. I blame perhaps the long term strategy that we we didn't look at this as something really important. And you know, poor old you know, we say well, we're trying to develop props, but you know, the Ben Solomon twins seem to have gone off the radar. We, you know, we've got Andrew Turner, Young Academy Lab, but none of them seem to be coming through. Yeah. The other thing I'll blame is just the whole point of the fact that scrums can, you can get penalties that seem quite incomprehensible and can change the game a lot. And I think that's a bigger blame is that why should scrums have that much effect on the, the game? It clearly helped the Bulls. It gave them loads of field position, took pressure off, which they exploited. And actually, is it is it... You know, should there be free kicks for certain types of infringement at a scrum rather than always just... Hmm. And I think the other thing I I think was a bit harsh is that poor old Max Heath gets carded. He wasn't cheating. Like you get carded for everything else. They they had about four deliberate knock-ons and only one bloke got carded. That's cheating. Yeah. Or it's, it's... Whereas he just got... Cardiff for not being quite as strong as the first half of him and also it wasn't all his fault because no, he's no. not getting it from behind Maybe so, getting through and it's kind well, of like it's a bit it? odd that you get seriously penalised for, for something that you're not doing wrong anyway you, but, you were going to say yeah I mean ultimately I think like and we know we've got Genji back and that's massive for us mm. um, we know Sinks is going to be off and but, but what you know what I will say is that if we don't sort the front row out then 
it doesn't matter what we do. If plan, uh, Pat's like plans or visions for the future just will not come to any fruition if we don't have rugby going forward mm. on the front foot. And, and ultimately, every decent side has that. We haven't got that now, and we need to address that. That needs to be the most important area that we focus on now. And until we have that, it, like our plans are pie in the sky for me. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Miles. Your worry is, you're right, we, we seem to be fixated. We've potentially sorted out the back row, haven't we, with our signing next season, two fantastic Pumas coming in. But you're right, where are we going? <laughs> with the, even the, the front three. Um, Pat's vision is Championship Cup winning the Premiership. We're all right against most of the Premiership sides, aren't we? We can yeah, hold yeah. our own. Yeah. But, you know, you're right. In but the we are eight. But we, we, yeah, well, we, well, yeah. We haven't really been scored, though, We haven't to been be fair, scored. Do you remember that Northampton game a couple yeah. of seasons ago yeah. where we were pushed back over our number eight? And yeah. That was embarrassing. We yeah. haven't been scored. We've been pretty solid in the Premiership. But you're right. His aspirations and his target is Champions Cup. We've just proved this weekend a bit that the... You know, the South Africans have brought in a different dynamic to the, uh, cha- the Champions Cup. It's just not big enough, is it? It's no. just not strong enough. And no. our running style of rugby is fantastic to watch to a certain extent. But if you don't get front football off a scrum, our system just proved on it Saturday fell. all fell apart mm. and nothing worked. You, mm. Your bats can be brilliant as, as, as they might be. But they need a platform. <laughs> You're right. It's like it, you, you, you don't put a ladder against the wall and then have three rungs missing <laughs> at the bottom of it, do you? No. No. You know, it's, you, uh, yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I couldn't really recollect a, a, a scrum on Saturday that we won, you know, against the head, really. You know, we quickly got a ball back if we were lucky. And it was it was. I think we got pretty, one free kick. Pretty painful to watch, early, wasn't it? And yeah. we got one. We had one scrum which we didn't get. Yeah. Lose. So we, I think we lost. We had six scrum pens, mm. one free kick for us, and one that we managed to get the ball out, and it did. And we luckily got it yeah. out. It's, it's not. Shocking. It's not. Yeah, it's and not shocking, I think. But I think. It? I think. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? And but I go back to say that we didn't have a massive amount of choice. No. And it was no, always no. going to be difficult. Yeah. And yeah. that that you can't really blame if you can only put out what you've got. And they did their best, um, but it does kind of raise the question yeah. of the future, doesn't it? it and does. again, we're not criticising the players no, no, no. because ultimately we were up against the better side. And actually, yeah, and if you, just... re- yeah, I mean, a lot of people think the Max one was quite harsh on him. That the the guy he got done for like angling in, and the, the South African was pretty much, you know, drilling his neck, you know, sideways. So, mm. but you know, it is what it is. We didn't lose that game just on the ref. We lost it on just not being good enough, really. Well, I, I think we could go as far as to say some of the kicks as well. Yeah, they they yeah. didn't go right into the corners. Yeah. So straight away, then your, your rolling more hasn't got really a chance because yeah. you, 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 you're so far back then yeah. against a team that are already really strong. And you, you need to be right up there on the try line to have any yeah. chance of I mean, it, going it seems over. a bit of a theme that we are a bit conservative on that. But I guess it's risk and reward. If you go too close to the corner and miss it, it's embarrassing, isn't it? You know, you yeah. I'd, I'd rather be embarrassed yeah. and go for the corner, yeah. and you know, yeah, then, mean, then not and come away. Um, so, so I have to agree with Lee, which is quite rare as well, isn't it? And you, that, that their number ten kicks from hand lengthwise were phenomenal. Yeah, AJ was a little bit reserved, and you're right. You, you can't get a front foot more off a kick that's short in the twenty-two. Um, and that was a little bit disappointing, but we, you know, that's, that's something we can work on. He's only just come back from. Uh, serious injury and then you know, hopefully those kicks will get longer yeah okay well look boys and if you're kicking at altitude 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that guy's just used to kicking it that about hundred miles. Um, well, look, let's let's kind of wrap this up a little bit in terms of the game. Um, I mean, if you look at social media and the, the fan forums, you know there is the the normal kind of quite wide divide in terms of what people thought about the game. There is there's one hand. There's quite a lot of people saying it's just yet another example of us being you know not mm. good enough, pat out all this sort of stuff. Then the other end of the spectrum, people are saying. Oh no, you know, they played well, it's just they're a good side and we're still, you know, we're playing well, we've got good players, we just gotta back them, we just keep backing them, just keep backing them and keep backing them and it will come good. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean fundamentally there was some positives in that game. I, I thought uh, you know, we look like we've we've got more of an attacking style. I think AJ McGinty is adding a little bit of subtlety to our attack. Gabs and, and Jimmy Williams and, and of course you know, uh, Yo, um, Bernard, Johan van der Ren, uh, JVR, should say. <laughs> easy Not to easy to say, say, is it? I mean, we have, you know, when you break it down to players, we've got some good players. But so where do you sit in it? What was that? Where do you well, sit in the continuum of that game? Where is it in the middle? I think I sit in the point that we are never going to get an 80 minute performance out of this team and squad, are we, in this system? We'll look at the stats. They score three tries in a 16 minute period. We score one, one try at 19 minutes. And two tries in the last six minutes when the game is already lost. Um, and and what, we, ca- we cannot continue to play function, you know, well, what segmental games, the segmental periods of game, can we? Or there's millions of genius and millions of poor play. And, and, and I don't know where we go from here to get a sort of, not 80 minute, but a, a solid performance of even 60 minutes that are going to stop teams scoring fairly easy tries against us. I think what you're trying to say is, I mean, basically, we had the same against Leon, didn't we? All but we, we managed to win that game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Last-minute, sheedy drop goal. But, again, we switched off. We did the same did. thing in the same game. And, you know, we're playing against the elite, you know, teams here, and we, we just can't afford to do that. And, you know, ultimately, I don't, I don't ever think we'll get an 80-minute performance because I think we're playing against teams that will always have some kind of you know, you, you won't dominate a team for 18 minutes full stop. No. But as Miles has said, we we cannot switch off for 15, 20 minutes in, in any game and expect to still have a chance of winning it. Mm. Yeah, no, I think, well well said, boys. So basically we're kind of somewhere in the middle between the two extremes. <laughs> well, we've always, yeah, been, we've yeah, always yeah, been quite yeah, balanced, yeah. haven't we? I know yeah. a lot of people might say, you know, we're critical of the club, but we're only critical when... There's a reason to be yeah. critical, and I think we're quite a balanced yeah. view of yeah. of the, the, our perspective. You know, mm. we we take in everything, and we kind of between us. Yeah. Like, like sometimes Miles is, you know, is <laughs> absolutely infuriated, and you know, you are sometimes. But between yeah. us, collectively, we find yeah. a balance, don't we? Yeah, yeah. we do. Um, okay, well, that's the game done. But it was just one other thing I wanted to talk about with regards to Saturday, and and that was kind of. The ground and, and the atmosphere. I mean, I, I missed the Chiefs game, obviously. Did I tell you I went to Australia for Christmas? <laughs> and uh, um, and that was the last big home game. And it was, by all accounts, you know, disappointing. And actually, it was a Friday night game. So the Friday night games have a different angle. Yeah. Saturday afternoon game, 3.15, big ticket giveaway. I, I, I quite... I And I did say on the pod last week that I was going to go to the game like feeling kind of happy and like you know really it was a shot to nothing let's be honest we didn't expect to be in it you know big big side coming i was going to go there to kind of enjoy the experience the atmosphere the atmosphere 
and um, the ambiance, the ambiance, yeah. And, and, and I did, did. You? Oh, did I you? did. I've got yeah. to say, I did. And I, and I think because I had a positive mindset all the way through the game, I I actually enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the begin. I enjoyed the warm up. It was just I, I quite like a Saturday. I've got to say, you know, I enjoyed get, getting stuff done in the morning. Met Miles for a pint before. You know, we went down there. And what I do like about Ashton Gate is after the game, because it's so open plan, you can wander around to the Lansdowne or stay in the door and you, you can see people and it's a very sociable thing. And when there's loads of people there, regardless of the result or the performance, it was sociable. And I, I came away with a real kind of buzz. And, and I do think the club have tried to make the match day experience better this season. I mean, the fireworks are better. Um, you know, they, there is a bit of pizzazz. They've got Q&As. Um, and, and, you know, it's... It's good, but there was one thing that has, has divided a lot of opinion, and this is the uh, the playing of music clips at every opportunity in the game. So, Miles, do you want to take 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 up on this? What do you think about this? Uh, I, I think I'm probably I think of people sitting on the fence. Actually, I, I think from reading various fan forums, I think a lot of people have jumped over the fence and run away. You're right. There was a fantastic. You know, believe it. What you, you you know, what you think. Whether a free ticket giveaway is a good thing, a bit disingenuous, uh, a, a sort of undercutting our season ticket prices. What the hell? Uh, there was nineteen thousand people there. That's potentially the s- second biggest crowd of the season, isn't it? Bar mm. Chiefs and the atmosphere, fantastic. It was fantastic. Sorry, a, a sunny afternoon. You couldn't blimmin see the pitch for the first ten minutes. Fireworks, big tick. Crowd, big tick. Um, and, and fan engagement, I thought, was really good at the weekend. But you're right. I think on a couple of occasions now, we even had the Simba Cam. And, you know, I took the Duchess down. I thought down. Simba Cam did get a bit of a cheer. He did. Well, yeah, but it was the right time of day to take a baby along. It was Not a Friday night match. And actually, it was kind of done once towards the end. And it was done at a proper time when there was a, a proper but gap. I think I'm with you. I, I, I think I get, I get where so, you're coming from here. Simicam's taking its learning and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The playing of music, I, I, I believe what we're going to say is inappropriate moments of the match where playing is continual was just a bit crap, if you excuse well, my language. Uh, and the tunes that were chosen, again, the DJ was a bit crap. But this is what <laughs> oh, you're trying... This is the point you're trying to make, Pete, isn't it? Yeah. That do we not feel that we should have tunes more, more attuned, attuned to to the play on the field? Yes. Yeah, exactly. well, wait, well, okay, brilliant, exactly. Which would make complete sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. If we're going to do yeah. something, yeah, yeah. at least do, do make it, it relevant <laughs> well, to what's going I think on. Do it right and do it at the right time. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Well, any suggestions? Well, there, this boys? is this is something I did. T- we talked about. We talked about it during the game. <laughs> But also, I did send a, I did send a tweet out to people, and I got yeah, and I yeah. said basically, any thoughts on more context specific music clips at each break in the play? For example, another one bites the dust every time we pack down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. blurs she so high when a box kick goes up, or even jump around, jump around just before a line out. And I got fourteen replies. And they were, it was a definitely Marmite thing. So oh, I'm going to read okay, a couple out. Okay. Some people took it in the spirit of what it was supposed to be, which was to kind of say, I don't, I think the music's going to be here to stay, but let's make it sensible. Let's make it work Relevant. for us rather yeah. than, because it yeah. was, it was at random and it was done wrong. And sometimes it carried on when the thing, and I agree it was wrong, but some people, so here we go. So that was my question. Paul Hibbard said, 
we'll just turn it off altogether. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Legg said, I need a miracle was somewhat on point. It was yeah. very good. Paul Jordan, the sound of silence is quite pleasant tune for breaks in play. Very good. Briz, Brizley said, half the lies you tell ain't true. Stereophonics for Pat interviews. Yeah. Pat's interviews. Very good. Bad Hair Day by Feeder for BJVR when he scores. Oh, oh. Sound of silence because the constant music is overkill and lost at home, the automatic after every home game. Well, I, have, oh. I have to admit, the same as, someone said the same as silence from Disturbed, didn't we? Which, yeah. is, which is one of my fav- uh, my um, partner's favourite bands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was on point. I've actually got a couple. Go on then. I've, I've, just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'll come back to I've, the, the, the listeners. You tell me yours, Lee. A couple have just come to me, yeah. right? As, as we've been saying this. And this is uh, this is more like you know it's like the, the when we play Chiefs. Yeah, I've got living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Oh, yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and for, for for a kick for a penalty kick. Yeah. It's oh so quiet by Bjork. How about yeah, those like two? Because oh, then it'd be the shh. Oh, no, even like you know, that. We're, we're, we're showing our age. Well, let's go yeah. even have a try called Quest. <laughs> can I kick it? Yeah. <laughs> when, we can, when AJ converts it. I mean, let's go for a few more because I'm enjoying this. We got Leslie Bowman. She said teenage kicks following a successful conversion. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. What about video killed the radio star when we have a TMO? <laughs> Oh, that's nice. And hold me now during the scrum. That's me giving my age away, mind. Mm. Alice Pod, he's a regular listener. It was awful. Added to my boiling blood. <laughs> that's Alcipod, that's yeah, yeah. isn't that's it? Alci- yeah, Alcipod. Yeah, so Alcipod, yeah. Alice Pod. He's part of our, yeah. our, our Scottish contingent. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, people he's have got... bitter and twisted as well most of the time. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Jerry Brilliant. G said, I think I missed again Phil Collins for conversions. <laughs> Uh, ben Ben H90 said I'm probably a miserable git but I just found it annoying to be fair the rugby on show did little for my mood so we actually wove in a little summary into Ooh, there didn't nice, we nice, did it yeah, very clever yeah. who sung that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> nice. and then we had Chris Thorne uh, just asked BS to stop these facile interruptions love that good word that yeah, facile nice. Um, I'm not sure what he's talking about, us or, or, the, or, the, or music. the music. Uh, we are supposed to be a serious rugby club, so treat the game, the players, and the spectators with some respect. Well, Chris, he's got standards. Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but what we don't, yeah, we yeah. don't know that, like, the, the yeah. in, you know, influence of TNT, have they got anything yeah, to do well, with this new this, sort of... Yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, I do know. wonder, because their contract's up, so they've got to make some be shown to be showing something. Mm. Um, very quickly, Aaron Breddy said, honestly, I find it really annoying and frustrating, especially when it was still playing after play restarted. Yeah. Understand it for longer breaks in play, but not every time. The Racketeer, it's never heard the Racketeer, new, never heard... Never seen him reply to any of us or her or whatever. What about no music? And the atmosphere comes from the crowd. It always used to. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And then finally, two more. Uh, the crowd is too quiet generally. So I think we probably need to show there's no point in the music by being louder. You see what he's saying. So we should get up. And then finally, nice one to finish off. Matt, I am Matt, 86. Things can only get better by D. Reed. <laughs> Quality. Quality. Good one to finish. I mean, we, we should say, though, we have spoken for about three years now about how the atmosphere can be better, like, generated yeah, yeah, from ourselves, have, yeah. because we've, we've got the Bristol, Bristol chant, mm. haven't we? But we haven't really got a lot else. We've got Blackbird for a victorious game, a, a win. But, but not for us. We do, for the, there's nothing the actually that we, no. yeah, we, we could do more. To I, I think there's a couple of really good points raised there, and I totally respect the people that don't like the music. I, I think yeah, I get that. I, I'm, in, I'm of the, the thinking that if they get it right, 
and it is quite clever, but not all the time. Like after, like when, you know, um, after someone scores or after it's something that's happened and we're not waiting, then play something interesting. Yeah. But, and, and, but yeah, I, but I make do it feel fun. this more relevant. Yeah, and people yeah. will it, get more involved. And I mean, in it's it. not difficult. You just like work it out and put yeah. a playlist together, and then just press a button. I mean, the DJ yeah. just felt the DJ needs. He's he's made he's made a start. He just needs to get a bit better. He needs to take he some does. learning, he does. doesn't he? Yeah. But I think he needs he needs to to work out his audience. Yeah, and then yeah, and then work back from there. But I think yeah, you know, but I but having said that, I do respect all those people that don't want it. But one, I think the, the the point that's really good that's come out of that is is are they doing this because the atmosphere isn't that good? Now, I have heard it's a directive from above, so it's probably got nothing to do with the atmosphere. But there is an argument to say that it, it, we always say, oh, the atmosphere is great, and the players say it afterwards because I think they have to. But it was a bit... It is flat at rugby sometimes. Mm. Now, and I think it's partly to do with the stadium. I think it's just a big football stadium, and, and you know, a rugby crowd is a different sort of crowd. Now, at the Mem, my recollection, and it's a long time ago, was that it was a better atmosphere. It's more close near. I just felt that it was more atmosphere. There was terracing, wasn't there? You know, it just, so we, we've never been able to replicate that yeah, at Ashton Gate. But then they'll say, well, Bristol City, you know, there's a degree yeah. in the corner. They constantly sing, mm-hmm. but it, football crowds are different crowds. So I've always thought rugby is a reactive crowd. When we're defending or when we're attacking, suddenly people come to life. We have tried this to try and, we did. To try we and did. get stuff we going. Did. And the South Stand do a good job quite a lot of the time, but we don't have any spontaneous songs to sing when there's a sort of lull in the atmosphere or when we need to G the players up. We are really relying on the players to G themselves up and then we, yeah. on the back we respond it. to it. Now, I don't yeah. know. I don't think there'll ever, I don't think there'll be an answer. But other rugby clubs perhaps do have that. I think Harlequins, to, to be yeah. fair to them, do have more of a kind of proactive fan base. But it's. It, I don't see how. I just don't know how we're going to do this, and whether it has to come from the club to start it. But I don't know. What do I you mean, think? I mean, it was funny because it was. It was what a couple of seasons ago where we actually stood up and started singing the Blackbird, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> we did. We Mid did. game, we did. And um, and that was quite nerve wracking experience, yeah. wasn't it? And we we kind of like. I don't know. I, I think we probably over exceeded our expectations yeah. of yeah. that, mm. and we just. I had visions of like. The dolman stand rising behind us yeah. and, and all singing it in, in tandem. No. And what subsequently well, happened was like the, the four of us were singing on our own. But let's not forget the day that Genji came with Lester when he'd already signed for us. Yes. And we planned he's yeah. coming home and he did. He, that he, did take he did off that a bit more. And the whole stadium started singing, you're coming home, yeah. you're coming again, G's coming home. And I'm convinced we started that. Absolutely. Mm. But you know, it would appear, but there is a bit more directive from the club. Because the screens now, you know, in the corner, when the crowd yeah. sprout, I've got... Yeah, it's animated, yeah. 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 animated. However, the fans are not really in tune with, the, no. with that sequence, well, are they? Well, ultimately... They I'm are gonna, trying, are trying. Let's, let's finish on this, right? Because I do, I do agree, it needs to be player-led initially. Mm. So if we've got a team that are on that field and that are starting to play really good rugby and we're starting to, you know, on the front foot, I'm 100% behind the fact the fans will get behind the team. 100%. And it will be a better atmosphere all round. At the moment, we're eighth in the league. It's been pretty dire. We had 24,000 against Chiefs, which, you know, let's face it, I mean, 20 thousand of them Bristol fans and we let them down 
So ultimately, people aren't going to go in there with a party atmosphere add-on, are they, if, uh, nah, if, if the nah. players aren't doing it? Okay, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. If you want to get in touch with us, you can contact us via Twitter at, at Bears Beyond Gate. You can uh, follow our burgeoning Instagram account, uh, which is Brist- Bears Beyond the Gate, I think. and yeah, Or you can follow us on Facebook, Bears Beyond the Gate. Um, or you can send us an email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. Right, boys. Um, I think we're going to be, we're not going to talk too much about the Connacht game. Um, but one thing we do know is that we, we do, if we get a bonus point win away at Connacht next Friday, there's an outside chance we'll be that we could get through to the knockout stages. Um, but also may get, I, I don't, I haven't really looked this up, but you boys will know that we might, if not, we can get into the Challenge Cup final stages as well can't we yeah, yeah. so possibly yeah. yeah so there is something to play for there's yes. something to play for but yeah. Galway on a Friday night you know we pretty much know what the weather will be like it's going to be a big ask now boys we, we played Galway uh, sorry played Galway we played Connacht a few years ago and you mm. may remember that we did have an interaction with their podcast which is a kind of semi-professional yes. podcast yeah, yeah. the craggy rugby podcast brilliant lads and really good lads and actually proper pros and i think there is a kind of spin-off of radio galway so it's like the proper yeah. they know what they're doing and they've always been very very uh um happy to help anyway i contacted them quite late on and asked them if they wouldn't i wouldn't mind sending a kind of voice note uh after the game after the connect game against leon um just to give us a bit of a um, give us a bit of an update of how they got on in Leon and like how they've been doing all season, and then also obviously I mentioned the fact that you know the the king of the mead is uh, is up there, mm-hmm. and, you know how and and to find out sort of what they think about Joe Joyce and how he's getting on. But anyway, I very late on towards just before we started recording, I had an email, um, and they they just landed in Dublin and they'd sent us a proper. It's it's thirteen minutes, right? It is. I'm, I'm I'm now setting expectations up. It's thirteen minutes long. They do cover a bit of a. They talk a little bit about the game in Leon. They talk about what Connacht have been up to, and then they they actually then cut into an interview that Joe Joyce did after the game yesterday in Leon. Right. And I thought at the very least would be quite nice for for all our listeners to hear his voice again. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, boys, I'm just going to play that through now, and and then perhaps after that, we we'll just have a very brief. Uh, discussion about what sort of team we're going to send. So here we go. Hi Pete, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting myself and William from the Craig Rugby Podcast back onto your cracking podcast, uh, Bears Beyond the Gate. We really appreciate um, the opportunity to chat to you guys again. Um, yeah, we're we're in Leon the morning after the night before. We had a we enjoyed um, Brasserie Georges. If you're ever here, it's highly highly recommended place to go and have some fabulous food, great wine. Excellent Armagnac and just a cracking atmosphere, I have to say. Myself and William enjoyed it and immensely took away the pain of that defeat yesterday, William, didn't it? Yeah, it helped a little bit. Um, it was a good game yesterday. It was Quality wasn't particularly high, but there was a lot of end-to-end rugby. Leon were just a bit better at converting their opportunities. Connacht had a lot of chances. It's the story of the season, really. Yeah. These games have gone away from them. Um, Leinster at home, Ulster away, and this game now really following pretty much the same sort of pattern, mm. um, which is an issue. Like, they're, like they're putting, we're putting ourselves in the opportunity to win these games, and then we get into a twenty-two, we get an attacking position, and we muck it up in one way, shape, or form. And it's as you say, three, four games now we've done it. Yeah, 
and uh, we didn't see out the Leinster game didn't see out the game in Edinburgh which should have been a draw as well mm. that's where it really started um, Europe's been disappointing one point out of a possible 15 yeah. is not good enough nope. but Bulls did us a massive favour yesterday uh, by tonking Bristol which is I didn't see that coming I have to be honest I put that down as a Bristol win so next Friday night's a shootout no uh, um, it's an opportunity I suppose if Bristol were to win it, they might still be in Champions Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still an opportunity there for them. We we don't. We're all we're shooting for. It. It's actually made when we finished our game yesterday, we were out of definitely out of Champions Cup and probably out of Challenge Cup. But now we've got a chance to win a game. We will need a try bonus. We've only ever had one try bonus point winning game against an English side. And that was in 1997. <laughs> And the current CEO, Willie Rowan, scored the first try that day. That is how difficult Connacht find to score bonus points, never mind beating English sides. Yeah, I think maybe when they have beaten English sides at the sports ground, they haven't needed a bonus point, so maybe they haven't yeah. thought about that. They know on Friday night it's do that, and they have to stop Bristol getting a bonus point. Yes. So they have to win by eight points and stop Bristol getting four tries. It's that simple. So it's it's do or die for them. Um they should be stronger selection-wise, I think. Yeah. Uh, two players had to pull out yesterday. One, uh, as the game was about to start, he got injured in the warm-up. And one, Jack Anger, who's a very good prop forward, was um, he was ill when he left. And he, he, just, he was running a very high temperature, so they just told him to stay at the hotel. Yeah. So that was disruptive as well, because it, it messed around with the bench and it made your 23rd, 24th men had to be on the bench. Yeah, so we ended up with like our third and fourth choice hooker and tight head, you know, against a reasonably strong Leon. They weren't at full strength, but they were still strong enough. And Demba Bamba is a, is a hell of a player and really made a mess of our tight head. Yeah, he did. Um, but I think Bristol also had scrum problems as well. Yes, yes. Which is interesting. So that'll be a fascinating battle on, on Friday night. Uh, it's 95% sold out. It will be fully sold out probably by Tuesday. Yes. Uh, so if anybody's coming over and they they want they, they will have to get their tickets quickly because yep. it's really is no full. Uh, it's not surprising. Look, Pat Lamb's coming back. Kieran uh, Marmion, uh, Adj McGinty played yesterday. He was the winning scrum uh, fly half on our um, championship side in two thousand and sixteen. Um, and Jake Heenan, of course. So that's a connection. But then Joe Joyce has landed in Connacht. And uh, so has uh, John Muldoon back uh, to his former stamping ground after five seasons mm. as uh, in the coaching ticket. So that all adds to it. I suspect both sides will try to downplay that a little bit because they want to focus on the game. Yeah. But it's the reason the stadium is full for us. Yeah. Uh, there'll be around 8,000 in there. And that's Pat Lamb is still regarded very, very well in, in Connacht. I think he may be struggling a little bit at Bristol at the moment. Maybe it hasn't isn't going as well this season or maybe last season. But uh, with the last time Bristol came to Galway, we were in COVID restrictions. So we had the weird thing of having a press conference. Pat Lamb was in a building. We were sitting outside in the press yeah. press box. Uh, we couldn't meet him. We we got mm. a chance to wave at him from a distance, but yeah. they were on a different, mm. they were on path red and we were on path green or something. And yeah, we, had, yeah, to, we yeah. had to stay in our little areas. So it'll be much more uh, civilised this time. You'd like to think. And the clan will give Pat a massive welcome because he really is held in such high regard. Only coach who ever won anything for Connacht, ever. We've yeah. never won anything and since before. And, and, and 
He's a bit of a legend. Yeah, he is, and Kieran Marmion is a legend as well. Oh, pure, pure legend. Um, so, but the other legend that we want to—I know you, your, your listeners want to hear about—is is Joe Joyce. So, here's what Joe Joyce had to say after the game last night. Uh, Joe, I suppose you're going to be give us some perspective on, on what that means to this group because it was some game, it was back and forth, but to come away with nothing really must really hurt the whole team. Yeah, it's tough, obviously, naturally. You go away from home, you put everything into it for 80 minutes and you come away with nothing. After having our patches where we should, we could really hurt them. So, yeah, that's probably the thing I'd say. We was very good in spells, but we also let off in big spells as well. So, ran away from us in the end. Great start. I mean, that try, you had defended well for the first few minutes. You get a try. Uh, then it just, it seemed, the game got very scrappy and they built up a big lead. Yeah, it did. First of all, I didn't know Jantz run that fast, to be honest. <laughs> so, was, uh, I think he was in shock from his try. That's what happened. But now... Um, yeah, it's a shame that after we such a great start, we couldn't put a foot down and really uh, score again. But saying that, we came in at half-time and we were confident. It was only a 10-point game. Every time we attacked, we were, we were applying pressure. We thought we were going to hurt them. So, yeah, we, we all truly believe the half-time game is there for a take-in. So just come, come in when the game's finished and have no points to take home is, is disappointing. Yeah, two tries you decide at half-time. And, and a brilliant mall try, McElroy getting the touchdown. Yeah, that's that's where the game's which. Uh, how did it get away? What, what what do you feel you look at most in terms of why it went from 2017 to what it was in the end? Well, I'll st- stick to the more point. Obviously, we mauled up the field to get penalties, get that opportunity to ball over to score. So we, we had a way into the game, and that was our more. And then we had another two chances, five minutes out again. And then we had a not straight, and then we had a, a clear sack. I thought when we were, when we was marching, so yeah. it's fine margins. So there's the fine margins, especially away from home. Uh, you've got to get right. So. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing but saying that there were still positives in there. So we've really grown our more recently. They had a lot of goals at us as well on our line and we stopped them. So, But it's, it's frustrating when you talk about positives and stuff. Yeah. They only feel good when you take points as well. So yeah. uh, I feel like I'm clutching a bit. Yeah. I will say like there's, there's maybe 10, 12 first choice players missing there. Uh, because of injuries and everything else, but you're not like you know a lot of players got a chance today. Yeah, I don't want to get into. You can go around every province at the moment and say that, can't you? So I think that's a bit of a, a victim mentality. So I don't, I don't really want to entertain that because the other day, I think it was 50, 23 players today that could have come here and got a result. And at, at half time, it was still there for us. And we, we, everyone watching probably thinks at the end of the game that was a game we could have took points from as well. So yeah, I, I know what you're saying there's some big, big players missing, but I think in every team every sport <laughs> everyone deals with injuries so it's it's not really an excuse so we, we don't want to fall into that trap what was that like out there compared to the URC what is it like playing in this kind of environment like? um obviously the venues yeah. <laughs> the crowd is I think it's, it's a loud crowd um I think when you're away from home especially in France the momentum can turn against you quick so it's how you can get all that again but uh, yeah obviously the physicality steps up just look at the locks in my position today it was a big old units but um I thought we managed that as well so up to us to manage that for the for the whole game, but it's that's what I love this competition. You get to come places like this and play against these players, and so big big effort next week against Bristol. So I'm looking forward to that one especially. Thanks, Joe. Cheers. Okay, yes, Joe Joyce is coming a very firm fan favourite in Connacht these days. He's uh, made a big impact, hasn't he? Yeah, he's made a big in- impact. He settled in very quickly. Um, you know, his father's from County Galway, Cornamona which is Joyce Country. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mum's from Tipperary, which is in Munster, but we won't uh, talk too much about that, as he says himself. Um, I think he was he was, he was picked in the first pre-season warm-up game, and really from there it just drove on mm. for him. He's played a lot of matches. He's 
played a lot of minutes, and because of that, he's uh, and he's put himself about basically. Yeah, and I think there is a realization that he he's a serious player. He came to play mm. serious rugby. He has toughened them up a little bit. We've had some issues in the lineout. John's Muldoon's been changing things, so Joe Joyce has been an important part of that. Yeah, but he's also, I think, learning a different type of rugby. Yes, uh, he's talked about this that it's uh, it's more it's faster, more fluid. Yeah, it's more fluid, and it doesn't stop and start like yesterday's game mm. did. It's it's full on most of the time. Whereas he said in in the Premiership, it's full on defensively, but then it's full on attack. But they're slightly different. Yeah. And he's done a couple of press conferences with us. He was put up yesterday afternoon after the defeat. Spoke very well, as he generally does. And, uh, yeah, he's he's making a name for himself in Connacht. He certainly is. OK, the last thing he wanted us to do was predict the result for the weekend. So, William, will Connacht, first of all, win? And will they manage to get a try bonus for only the second time ever against the English side? A winning try bonus. We've had two losing try bonuses. but I think Connacht will win. Mm. I think they can get the try bonus. I think they have to. So yeah. I think when you have to, have to, mm. that changes it. But whether they can stop, well, I think they can win by more than eight points. So the trick is, can they stop Bristol scoring four tries? Yeah. How strong a team are Bristol going to bring? You know, mm. is, 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 uh, good question. Is Kyle Sinclair coming? Is, uh, some of the other players who weren't selected yesterday, are they really interested? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not, are they interested in the Champions Cup? Are they even interested in the Challenge Cup? Or are they going to try to focus on getting into the Premiership playoffs? Yeah. It's questions all around. Connacht, I hope, will take the opportunity that they've been given, thanks mm. to the Bulls. Yep to actually go for it. A game in the Challenge Cup in April would be no harm for them because if they don't play in that, they, have another, they, they stop and they start in the Six Nations, then they start again, then they stop for another two weeks. Mm. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be an absolutely fascinating game and it's going to be huge atmosphere. Um, the hopefully the weather forecast that we currently see, it's a bit far out. It's showing it's going to start raining on Saturday evening, so hopefully it doesn't. It hasn't rained in Galway well, for a week Well, that now. won't matter because the game's on Friday, Alan. Oh, that's, that's even better. I completely forgot. See, that's the night after. The, yeah, the, the night, night after, after yeah. the night before. Yeah, so, we yeah, won't Friday, talk. Well, we should be good then. Friday night. Yeah, good. Friday, the, the weather for Friday is good. It's going to be cold and clear. Uh, so if you're travelling over, can we recommend that you go to a pub called Murty's? Murty which Rabbits, is, yeah is the Rugby Pub. Uh, they sponsor our uh, radio coverage on Galway Bay FM. They are the Rugby Pub in the city. Good food, good great drink. Food. It's not good food, it's great food. It is great food. Um, good beer, and uh, there's even... Uh, a cocktail bar. Well, there is, but the Rugby supporters might some. might be interested in the fact that there are now four IPAs available there if you're into your uh, real ale. Mm-hmm. All produced in Ireland and all very good because I've tried them all. Um, but it's the place to go. You'll meet Connacht fans. You'll meet genuine rugby people. It'll be buzzing uh, from around Friday evening. Uh, enough, and yeah. it's only 10 minutes walk to the ground, eight minutes walk. If you, even that, William. You walk slower than I me. walk very slow. <laughs> but uh, if, you're get, if you're on the open terraces, get there early if you want to get a good vantage point. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing a lot of Bristol fans in Galway at the weekend. And uh, yeah, well, you can go back to Murty's then and commiserate with yourselves because Connacht are going to win. I think they will win too, William, I think. All right, lads. Well, as you say, that's pretty, that's kind of proper 
professional podcasting. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant, aren't they? Really oh, good. Very, great. No, very knowledgeable. Alan, Alan and William, I should say. Yeah. Um, and, and great stuff. So, I mean, it was all fairly self-explanatory about, you know, about there. And it's really good that Joe... I mean, they did well to understand Joycey, didn't yeah. they? Those are the Irish boys. I, that I, were there. Good I, on him. He's, I did watch a bit of the game, actually, and Joycey was playing, and, and he... he He's done well. He's, stuck and he's done well. He's, he's, he's their premier. They love him. He's now yeah. sounding like he's going to be a Connacht legend, isn't he? Yeah. As well as no, a Bristol absolutely. legend. I mean, good on the line. I mean, the funny comment is that one of the things they're saying is it's going to be a sellout Friday. Yeah. Because Over 8K, everyone, isn't it? everyone, yeah, everyone, you know, there's a lot of reasons for people to go because Pat is still revered. And, and even though they, they alluded to the fact <laughs> that it's not going that well here, he said ultimately that bloke won us the only yeah. thing we've ever won. Yeah. AJ McGinty, of course, I've forgotten, was Played the fly down. half at that time. Yeah. He's Kieran, a comeback. Yeah, Kieran Marmion, Marmion is an absolute yeah. legend there. Jake Heenan spent a lot of time That's there. Right. And, and who's back coaching them? And John Muldoon is back there coaching them. And, and obviously Joyce is there. So I think we've got a lot of connections. There's we a do. lot of we interest do. in the game around the actual game itself. So I think uh, it's just a real shame. It's on a Friday night. We can't <laughs> go. Away, well, yeah. we have got... A, we, we, well, we know we've got some friends going, the pod going, haven't we? Yeah. So we're, we're hoping to get... A couple of rovers. Hoping to get a Literally, couple of... Literally, Deb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're hoping, we're hoping to get a couple of, uh, of, of roving reporters to, to send back their things. So all I'm going to say, boys, because, you know, we, we, we're running out of time, but all I, I was going to say to you is, what sort of team do you think we'll send there and what do you think the result will be? Miles. Uh, <laughs> so interestingly, I, I, th- I think looking at the result of the Saracens game today, I think that's changed things massively. They got, I think, not a not a point, did they? Uh, they Leon. got bageled. They got bageled at Leon today, and so they are on five points in the table with Bristol. Connacht on one. So I think I think the boys at the Crack Podcast are right. They are not going to let just lie down and let Bristol roll steam over them and get five points. However. That's what we need. Uh, so, you're rightly. That is the bare minimum we are going to need on Friday night. Is five points that potentially could take us up to ten points. Um, I think Saracens are going to do one on Leon at home because they're in the same situation, aren't they? They must win five points. And Connacht, it's pride. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's about it. I think it's going to be. You're right. It's going to be a sellout crowd. The history is there of the Bristol players, the Bristol coaches. And they are going to, going to do one on Bristol. So, but so that's so for that re- reason. That reason. Club <laughs> well, okay. And, and their their very good question was, "What are we playing for? We are now eighth in the Premiership. It's not looking like we're going to progress anywhere in the Challenge Cup, is it? Let's be realistic about this. Um, we drop into the Challenge Cup, so the cha- Champions, Champions Cup, Cup yeah. Challenge Cup, and there's going to be some heavyweight boys dropping down with us. Is Pat really interested in that? Or is it just now we're just playing for pride in the Premiership? We're playing for Bar. For <laughs> we're we're playing for Bar. And I'm now struggling to think what earth side are we going to send over to Galway? I'm you're, not expecting names. No, you're absolutely I'm going to give right. you an option. Is it going to be fully loaded? Is it going to be experimental? Is it going to be hybrid? I think hybrid. Okay, hybrid. We have got to smash Bath in two weeks' time. Yeah. We cannot risk any major injuries over in, in Connacht. I think a hybrid side. If we get some points, we get a win, fantastic. But if we don't, we're locked and loaded for the week after. Lee, fully loaded, hybrid, experimental. I hate agreeing with Miles again, but I do think it will be hybrid. I yeah. think if we would have beaten Bulls on Saturday, mm-hmm. then we, we could have rested a few players in, in preparation for Bath. But I, I, I just feel like 
it's going to be a little bit of, you know, throwing a few of the youngsters in mm. and, you know, I mean, the most important game is Bath and they're flying. They, they had a great result today, we should say. Yeah. They beat Racing, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah they did. 29-25, I think it was. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those. We lost at home. We, you know, we're behind the, the curve, aren't we? And we mm. sent a hybrid team. But having said that, yeah, we could. Our youngsters, we've got to remember, actually did really perform really well against Bordeaux. Yeah. And, you know, even sending a hybrid team over to, to Galway, I, I'd still, I still fancy us. I really yeah. do still fancy us. Yeah. So, you know, we could, we could add your bets and, and, and be quids in. I, I, I agree with you, boys. And I did say to you, not allowed to name players, but I'm going to name one. I, I'd like to see Will Capon get a start. That's yeah, just what, I mean, we said that yeah, after yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. I think I think he's unlucky to have been pushed into third place at the moment. Mm. I'm not saying Old Gray's not a great, good player. He's, but I think I think Capon is a is is unlucky not to be. When's he let us down? He hasn't, and he's a and he's a good scrummaging hooker, and he's got he's got good hands, and he made a bit of a difference when he came on you on did? Saturday as well. So start for Capon. That's my one thing I'm going to yeah. say. And also, I mean, we, we have to remember, you remember that, um, the, the line out where we went right to the back and it was a, a really important game. And we, we, yeah, exactly. like, it was the, yeah, against yeah. the Chiefs. And I mean, the guts and the fucking balls yeah. to do that. And you think, do you know what? That's what that kid's got. Mm. And yeah, absolutely. Will Capon with his, with his cap on. With his cap yeah, on. Absolutely. In Galway on a Friday night. We need a bit of a beacon anyway, a bit of a yellow beacon. Right, boys, we're almost there. There's one more thing I wanted to mention, and uh, was the Bristol Bears women. Um, they We did mention last week that they'd had a bit of a Christmas break. They were playing um, Leicester Tigers away. Unfortunately, we didn't, I don't think we, we didn't have anyone to send us a report on that, but ultimately we suspected they'd win quite easily. Tigers are an ex, a, a developing side, and, and lo and behold, it was 50 points to... Uh, to 12 to the Bears women, which is a great, great result. Yeah. Um, well done to that. It's got the new year going. Um, yeah. Dave, back on track. Back on track. And uh, I think the next one, there is one next Saturday at Shaftesbury Park. Yeah, there is. Um, and I have a feeling that it's Carlequins, isn't it? At Ooh, okay. one o'clock. Now, we will probably get some sort of report from that. It's either going to be one of us might go because it's one o'clock, which isn't too bad. Katie or we have got an offer somebody. of, yeah, someone's going to send us a report as well. Yeah. So we will do a little bit on that game next week, as Brilliant. promised. But boys, I think that's about it. Um, uh, it was a good chat there. Um, we want to get in under the hour. That's our, 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 uh, our, our we kind of sometimes get there, but we're, we're generally around that. Um, but as we always say, you know, have a good week, stay safe and come on the Bears.